Hey, Butter No Parsnips crew, Emily, Kyle, and Seth. I wanted to congratulate you on producing a year of really fantastic, interesting episodes on your podcast and take an opportunity to take some of the words that you've used to write for you, well-groomed antiquity guides, harmonious seeds of educational halls that deeply understand the study of words, a haiku using just some of the words that you've covered. Soignier Cicerones, Eurythmic Lyceum Pips, Grok Logology. Again, congratulations. Looking forward to hearing more great episodes. Lovely. So amazing. <laughs> Isn't that nice? Truly wonderful. Really, really good. Was that exclusively our words in that haiku? I think so, yeah. Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> well that I done. could not break. Absolutely not. <laughs> Welcome to Butter No Parsnips. Every week on Butter No Parsnips, your hosts Emily Moyers and Kyle Imperator take you on an adventure through the weird, wacky, wonderful, and sometimes even wicked world of one wayside word. Strange characters, delightful bits, and general joyousness abound. Join them as they test each other's etymological expertise. Ah, hey everybody, welcome to Butter No Parsnips. I'm Seth Glicksman. I'm Emily Moyers. And I'm Kyle Imperator. So, hey, the etymology of anniversary is probably pretty cut and dry for you two, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the first part has got to be year, right, Anna? For sure, for sure. Uh, now, Kyle, you have to do the harder first, yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Yeah, Emily said, oh, yeah, I know this part, actually. I definitely know this part. <laughs> well, I'm thinking of verse, like in poems, where that comes from. I mean, I think it is. It does come from the same root. Yeah. I don't know how necessarily that would be, how it would be meant in the poetry sense, but we'll talk about it in a second. So so coined in the year, coined around the year 1200 AD, an anniversary marks the annual return of a certain date in the year, coming from the Latin annus, Kyle behave, for year, mm. and <laughs> verses, meaning to turn. Oh. Yeah, verse comes from a Proto-Indo-European root, which meant like to turn or to bend. The root was were, W-E-R. I'm wondering, I guess in the poetic sense, it's like the verse is sort of where like shifts can happen, where it, like a bend in like the narrative maybe? I don't know. Or it's like if you have a series of, you know, similar verses, then it's sort of like the cyclical oh, feeling of a poem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we f- hey, we figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fun thing, it, uh, it originally referred more specifically to the date of someone's death oh. or the day a saint was martyred. So that wow. really puts a nice sheen on the bottle of wine you just cracked open with the missus. <laughs> are, are we going to be martyred today? <laughs> I was going to say, which of us dies today? <laughs> <laughs> fun fact, today marks that day for us. <laughs> but today does mark that day. Yes, yes. Well, before before we get into that, I just want to say there was another old English word for anniversary, which was m- mindag. Uh, any guesses yeah. on the translation there? So that's M-Y-N-D-D, that A-E symbol, and then G. Mindag. Uh, well, the dag has got to be just day. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, you can if you can go on that logic, you can get the other half. Yeah, is it just like <laughs> my day? Oh no, so mind close. day, mind day. Yeah, it meant mind day and mind like in mind, the sense. like remember. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it meant uh, memory or remembrance, which I just think is so much more pleasant than like the time aspect. Like any day yeah. can be a mind day. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Remember just... that, lovers out there. It never hurts to reflect every now and then. <laughs> I would I would argue that sometimes it does hurt to reflect That's every now true. and then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every day can't be mine today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and Emily, you said it another thing on anniversaries. Butter no parsnips is celebrating ours. Hey. Hey, you guys Woo. did it. You survived Party one poppers. whole year. Of, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that was a really loaded party popper. It sounded like yeah, a ball no, just fell yeah, out of yeah, it. Yeah, like no fizz or anything. I, th- I think I just burst someone's eyeball instead. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, party popper. Oh! <laughs> yeah, come on. Let's keep doing party poppers. I've only no. got two more myself. <laughs> two more. Um, but yeah, you survived a whole year of etymological exploits. How do you two feel i feel like emily should talk first (laughs) (laughs) she knows the answer (laughs) yeah Yeah, because kyle would have waffled on it for another year (laughs) feeling feeling good i feel like the work has paid off you know that's nice that's good and it has been work (laughs) it has been work it's been a lot of work but man we've been putting it in it feels surreal because i feel like we've gotten to a point where it's kind of like second nature to us like emily and i were talking the other day about how it's like yeah like all right we got an episode coming up and it's just like yeah well we like we'll just bang that episode out like we got this you know we're in like a kind of routine so it, it it feels like it's just a part of our i can't remember a time before butter no parsnips i can't remember when we started working on it it's just a blur from february to august some point we started uh to put that into perspective you you two both have uh more than 33 published hours of podcasting on the internet and that's to say nothing of what's been cut and uh what's on our patreon and what's been cut from our patreon (laughs) so you have quite the amount of time recorded and that is just out there in the world your yeah. voices you can find it this proof you existed <laughs> we will go down for millennia we're gonna send it out to the aliens like in contact that's gonna be the way that we get to them <laughs> i think they just have email oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. incredimail Incredible. <laughs> I don't know what Incredible is. I just, I kind of was just going like along did, with it. Yeah, mainly mainly because it's just like, I feel like it would be a really silly thing for an alien to have something called Incredible. <laughs> sure. Uh, but Kyle's, you know, he's probably talking about some sort of Russian proxy site. <laughs> I use it every day, Dasvidanya. I liked that that had a little arc. <laughs> it started somewhere, went up, and then came back down. 
Uh, but for our listeners, we want to make sure that this is clear. This this will be an anniversary special, but it won't be like one of those hundredth episode specials you see on TV, where just the cast and producers come out and stroke their own egos for like forty <laughs> minutes, and you get absolutely nothing out of it. No, we're only going to stroke our ego for like ten minutes tops. Yeah, yeah, and and the best part is that like for the rest of the episode, like we don't even need to do it ourselves because we got our guests and listeners to do it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So so Emily, how how are they going to be doing that? They're doing it with poetry. <gasps> You've already heard our dear friend Arna Christensen's ode to B&P at the top of this episode. It was so lovely. It Arna was, was from our digestion episode. Thank you so much, Arna, for that lovely poem. And throughout this episode, you're going to hear other poetry written by our guests and at least one listener and also us. The catch is that we were all tasked with using as many of the words we've covered over the past year as possible in those poems. So buckle up for some creative uses. Wow, everyone's so words. creative. Yeah, everybody's so creative. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, speaking of <laughs> okay. creative uses. I'm excited. And oh, try man. to use as many words as possible. Is anyone else sweating? <laughs> <laughs> I am, because every time Kyle's brought up his poem for the past week, it's been like, yeah, I'm oh sure. boy, yeah, I'm <laughs> you sure guys are going to hate this. He's been sitting there tapping a pencil against his chin, just like, what's the last level of hell called? <laughs> Ah, like, screw it, I'll make my own. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, yeah, I, th- I think I'll take the honor of kicking things off with my poem. Please Does do. that sound good to you guys? Yeah, definitely. We have definitely. no choice. It's you in the script. No <laughs> yeah. So do you want an explanation or an apology before the poem or after the poem? Oh, no, 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 no. I want to go in raw. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, see what you off. came up with. No prefacing, okay. Kyle. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, I'm strapped in. I'm scared. (laughs) I'll see if I can get through this with a straight face in one take. Okay. Okay. All right, everybody. Uh, Without further ado, here is a poem, a little poem that I wrote entitled Anniversary ABC Dory. An altissonant anchoress, all agog with afflatus, asked, Are aporetic atomists really what made us? Because Billingsgate babble goes by in a blip. Balatronic, barmicidal, banjo-froggian, hip, coxcomic and choogy. Now this made her chortle. Can cavils and calumnies make one immortal? Dear dysplastic deity, deliver daybreak from these digestive nightmares of dreamers wide awake. Eureka! Evidently, you logic euphoria is epicurean, eurythmic, and an epic of euphoria. <laughs> Flinging foofaraz fabulous, this febrifacient female fled to fill in filial fishwives on their foolish feather bed. God-fearing girlies, the group greatly grocked her thence, grouchy grognards griping garish gaga doo nonsense. Hopped into hyperdrive, the high muckamuck helped heave the hagyarks out the hell they were stuck. I interrupt ire for an itsy iteration of instructing incunabula in ingordigitation. Just juvenile jelly beans and jovial joicing, like Jamblicus jumping for joy or bad choicing. Chaos! 
karmic knights clasping Kingsley kimonos kidnapped kind kinder, a kleptomonono. <laughs> <laughs> it's just he's got to run out at one point. <laughs> he's not even halfway through the alphabet. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> Lunatical. Okay. Oh. I know he's going to make something up. At one. I just know it. Keep it going. All Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> okay. Lunatical legions leapt logomachic on lovely lichnoscopic <sighs> ladies, lest lexiconicon mar merry men till majophonic and mimsy, must maul the manual <laughs> of mandates and whimsy of nasty neologisms, nicknames, and nonce, for novices navigate nobler nun haunts. Omophagy or obliteration, they offered. To occultist outlanders ogling ominous oaths proffered, please pray for peace, for a pip of a potlatch with Poppinjay's picnic. On parchment we'll plot, scratch a quincunx of quarks, of quibbles and quires, of questions of quigley's quaff quaint with queer friars. <laughs> so good! <laughs> <Absolutely> <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> Rang rare did this recheat for religious reeling rakes. Repululating replicants, realizing, reawakes sodalicium's syllabaric, soignes maragdinous sensations, scookum signalese soothes septembrizing spug edifications. Tantivy tantivy, told this tautonymic taunt, telling trismagist tellurians to toddle, throttle, vaunted, undulating ums, undaunted uggs and uhs and erps, unpretentious, unabashed, uncomplicatedly usurps, vorpal voids of veggie verbiage, vain and vacant, verified. Victory voiced on virtuous vellum, verder oh <laughs> vivid, valued, vide. Whatsoever one's war winner, watchful women, wizards wise, World-class wards wish warmth and wonder were the word-peckers' surmise. Examples expert and expansive are inexorably linked, like xylographic Xeroxes where exonyms are inked. You yawn? You should yoik! Yelp! Yahoo! Yodel! Yay! Your yucky yokel youthfulness was yeeted yesterday. Oh my god. Zealously we zigzag to the end of this insanity. Zany Zenith Zippered? No, I'm sure you'll find this all Zemblanity. Zemblanity? Uh, uh, bravo. I'm, I listen, so if, you're, if you're listening right now and you're wondering uh, uh, why we let him go first, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, do, I should have realized that the, the machinations behind that man's brain. Aerobics. Oh my God. It's like a lesson from Hakeem Jeffries. <laughs> Kyle, so, yeah, so that's good. My poem. Very nice. good, Kyle. Wow. Very good. And I like, what a great, first off, it should be said that it, now I understand why you've been so adamant about getting this dictionary together. Because <laughs> you basically have been using every single word for your poem. Yeah. Um, well, I was like, I, I want to do an ABC to and I was like, how do I do this and it not just be like just one word from of every letter of the alphabet? And then I was like, oh, we have so many like letters that we haven't even covered. So like, what do I do? And I was like, I just got to make it longer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was I mean, it was very, very good, Kyle. That was a Thank very you. good poem. Thank yeah. you very much. So really that's stellar. a great 
a great lead in to this question, which is just what's been your favorite word that the other has covered? Yeah, we've got a lot, you know. Yeah, Kyle just went down There's all so of many. them. Yeah, I did, <laughs> so many more. I did a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this, and I think my favorite word that you've done is lyceum. Uh, really? Yeah. Uh, and not just because uh, yeah, was- I knew you were going to bring it up. I knew you were going to bring <laughs> hey, it up. You guys, Kyle and I just saw Indiana Jones 5. And yeah. we won't spoil the movie for you. But I will say that the Venn diagram of words <laughs> defined by Kyle on this podcast <laughs> and words defined by Phoebe Waller-Bridge in Indiana Jones 5 has an overlap of two words, which is yeah. insane. Yeah. That is insane. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, and I think most of Emily's words were in Oppenheimer, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The first word in Oppenheimer is spaghettification. Just yeah. black yeah. screen. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. It starts in on black, utter silence, and just Killian Murphy just going spaghettification. <laughs> Strangely enough. It's also how Barbie starts. <laughs> pink screen, pink screen. Pink screen yes. yeah. But no, Lyceum, it's a, it's a fun word. I liked all the different contexts that you walked us through with that word. And I don't really use it, but I like knowing it. <laughs> it's cool because it's like a physical thing, you know? So it's like something that it's like, oh, I can actually attribute something to this, you know? Yeah. It's not too, it's not too heady, I guess. It also just had a rich history. Yeah, and yeah, it felt it like a history I could picture and yeah. and want to be a part of. <laughs> yeah, and a surprisingly American history. That was that was a weird yeah. turn in it. <laughs> Very cool. I liked that one. Yeah. Emily, my favorite word of yours, we've already said a number of times in this episode, but I was grok, absolutely. I feel grok like the three of us have so <laughs> embedded grok into our vocabulary <laughs> we already. Have. Like it's 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 it, as if we were born knowing the word, you know. It's also it's also just been like I I don't know how often people may have been using that word prior to that, yeah. to that episode, but like there's been a couple times now where I've noticed someone just use it passively. Now again, I sort of work in science communication, so like people are gonna have a sci-fi sure. background, but like. Like it is just sort of like it has popped up a few times where I've I've now had to like think back and be like, how many times did I just think somebody was saying you rock? Yeah. <laughs> like how many times did I just justify the fact that they threw a G in there? <laughs> wow, they've got a weird speech impediment. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy because like when we did that episode, I said like, this is a word that gets used. This is a word you might hear. And honestly, when I said it, I wasn't sure if I believed it, but it is true. Yeah. (laughs) Seth, you praise us now. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone's so creative. (laughs) No, I always go back to Scrofula. I know it's like a very early episode. Scrofula was the one that I had the most fun, like, assisting, like, in post-production. Yeah. good and, edits uh, on that one. And I, I really, like, it's, I think we talked about this, like, in, an, in a Patreon episode where we were talking about how we sort of brought the podcast together. It was just, like, that's, that's, like, the sort of thing I would really like to get into doing more. It's just, like, 
There's just so much that goes on in the world, you know? <laughs> you know, time, time marches ever on. Time yeah. marches ever on, but Seth it's always on our mind. Because of the Ukraine war. <laughs> yeah. That's, honestly, I've been going into work with that excuse a lot lately. <laughs> yeah, sorry I didn't get this project in. It's just yeah. Ukraine, am I right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah just, just murmuring. Wander off. You know what other one was really good for your edits was picnic, just for the um, for the uh, 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 wow, what the, what's the uh, word? Uh, 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 I don't know. The musical stings. Like yes, the, I just can't remember the word. Oh, oh uh, talk about oh god. <laughs> I don't even know what you're saying. I do Interlude? know. What I do eugenics. Interludes? Eugenics. Thank oh, you. eugenics. Dun, All dun, I could think dun, was euthanasia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah eugenics. I, I purposefully kept that was out of funny. my poem. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Let's get on to our next poet, who is a good friend of the show and of Emily's. Yes. She was our first <laughs> guest ever, Jackie Coronto. So get your snapping fingers ready, <gasps> because. Here comes... Butter no parsnips, a distillation. Is there a word to describe this podcast? An aporia for the ages. How does one distill an abecedary down from a choir's worth of pages? A food word could make sense, of course, which brings to mind spaghettification. But butyracious would be more accurate given the dairy implications. One could say picaresque, perhaps, for its adventured and structured way, but that makes me feel a high muckamuck, a coxcomb poppinjay. There are many scientific terms that I simply couldn't pick, like Tottenham, Digestion, Scrofula, and Picnic. It does make use of Billingsgate, ironically not in episode one, and is an act of autoskediasm, unique logistic fun. Still, none of these feel just quite right, so it's pivot to a lippo. This hobble quince, a corgi aims, a geo-rising duo. A goopy hampi mourns, the darn grog tiny vat, while fine sir managed nebula ink, an anagram just like that. Okay, that conjuries of nonsense was quite a reach, I must admit, but I won't commit a calumny in order to find the perfect writ. We could try a behoovrihi like Swanye Ciceroni for our wonderful elegant guides through the world of words and phonemes. I may resort to electromancy if there's no answer beyond the bend. It really is in Blanidus, this journey without end. Wait, I've been struck with an afflatus. Perhaps nothing Tellurian will fit. But a nonce could fill this lexical void, so I present you all with BIMP. An adjective, origin unknown, first used in 23, a hapax legamemnon, definition hazy. It's the feeling of a Google search on an ice-cold autumn night, where you spiral further and further down until the morning's light. A funny phrase, a giggle fit near personal lyceum. Tears fill up your September eyes, the words blur till you can't see them. It's that feeling of apricity, the hallmark of BIMP with bouts of mirthful logomachy and cavils and quips. There's definitely a strange charm to it, this brand new made-up word. One I grok implicitly, a caravanserai for nerds. So, my eurythmic journey comes to an end, my quincux finds its pips. No more suffering through modrophonia. Bimp means butter no parsnips. <gasps> Oh my god! Amazing, amazing, amazing! <laughs> so good. That's so amazing, Jackie. That was so sweet and so personal and beautiful. It's so good and taught us a new word. <laughs> and taught us a new word. You yes. guys, Jackie's amazing. 
Jackie is amazing. And was that were all those like nonsense words? Were those all anagrams or or? There are plus... a bunch of anagrams in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They definitely, yeah, for sure. Um, a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's a for everyone listening. You should know that <laughs> there's a whole chart about what's going on in that poem. And I don't know how I'll uh, make sure you can understand how much work went into that. Just know it's a spreadsheet. It's I, a spreadsheet. I want to understand that because Jackie, before I heard that poem, Jackie texted me to say, yeah, I've got my spreadsheet going. And I'm like, what can that possibly mean, Jackie? It's like a scoragami chart, but for BNP oh words. <laughs> so one of the, the stipulations we provided when soliciting for the poems was that they could apply the concept of the words, that's Jackie probably applying the anagrams, but also if somebody had used redhead in place of the literal use of Bahuvrihi, that also would have counted. T. Campbell from our Logology episode definitely did just that. He submitted a very visual poem, and while I know he was eager to have us parse it out on air, I think the visual nature of the thing just lends itself to being posted on our social media for, like, hashing out there. So maybe what we'll do is we'll have, like, a companion piece with the poem and uh, Emily and Kyle, like, you can just, like, spend, like, a half an hour of, the of like, your day together just going back and forth about what you think each piece of this poem <laughs> means. So if you, if yeah. you go to at Parsnips podcast, you'll see that up probably shortly after this episode. Yeah, and if you check it on Monday afternoon, you might see it happening live. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes, yes. <laughs> I do want to thank T for submitting and for the crossword he made us when, we, when yeah, his episode was yeah. released. An update on him for everyone. The second issue of the Journal of Wordplay is in the works. I think their deadline... <gasps> Might have just passed. And at the time of this recording, he's up to P in the Ubercross episteria. And you can check that out at ubercross.com. Have you two been keeping up with that? Because I know you two were trying to do some of them. We have not uh, done a crossword in, in far uh, too long. Uh, yeah. We started to do uh, one of the lowercase ones, and then my brain exploded. The lowercase <laughs> ones are tough, too. He's Yeah. He's a, he's a mad genius. They're, they're very hard. Great. Like, good. Yeah. And to, to clarify, the uppercase letter crosswords have literal thousand clues in them. Yeah. The lowercase ones are much, much, much smaller. But yeah, they still really yeah. do get you. But in a great way. Like, they're they're so cleverly written. Yeah. And just fun to do when you don't get frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> Which uh, I think taps into uh, something that I'm not sure but the wider audience recognizes, which is that we three are friends that do stuff together like crosswords. And like, this isn't like a podcast deal. Like we weren't composed <laughs> by like a record company. We, we just know each other. And, uh, and we this decided to put this podcast together. We yeah. are a band of buffoons. <laughs> Sometimes I'll be like, Oh, Emily and Seth. And they'll be like, Oh, your podcast partners. I'm like, they're my friends. They're my partners in life. <laughs> yeah. Yes. My partners in crime. Don't tell anybody. Although it does sometimes reach a point where, although like, I do hate you guys, <laughs> no, it's, it reaches a point where we need to schedule time to hang out with Seth as a friend because most of the time we talk to Seth, yeah. it is business. <laughs> we yeah. got a pencil in. Like today is Mario Kart only, yeah. and if anybody brings up the podcast, it's over. Out. It's over. <laughs> when people ask me how Seth's doing, and I'd be like. I have no idea. <laughs> and they're like, don't you talk to him every day? And I'm like, yeah, but I don't ask him how he's doing. <laughs> they're just meetings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
done. I don't know if you guys remember, but Emily might have mentioned a work-life balance in a recent episode. Yeah, it's gone. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. All right. Okay, I guess I don't want to go last with the poems. Yeah. Because mine is bad. <laughs> no. <laughs> mine is bad. So I'm going to read mine now. Uh, is that okay? Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to be great, Seth. I have full yeah, faith. I know awesome. that it's not. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Okay. No, no, no. Seth, we just got done saying we're your friends, which means we'll support yeah. you even if this sucks. Wow. Yeah. So now I will. I don't even know. I won't even know if it sucks. Nope, no, we'll you be won't. honest with you. <laughs> oh, oh, no, you will. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, let me just, uh, yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't have a name for it, but then I wrote this script and I wrote it. I called it On and On. Okay. Oh, I'm going to lose this real fast. So Beautiful. I'm probably going to have to do a couple. Listen, Kyle, you're really good at rhythm and I'm not. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, oh God. Why am I so nervous? It's because I know I'm going to screw it up. Because I, I yeah, just do is. it. Yeah. Just charge in yeah. headlong. Okay, ready? Mm hmm. Hey, Pax Legomenon, one-time phenomenon, butter, no parsnips, pip-pip, and on and on, etymological cicerones, one soigné, the other coxcomb, and no majophonia on the mic for Arnity, Jess, Jackie, and Mike. Put them together, and they're no punks. Get them together, a wordy quincunks. Low. Gomaki, low, gology, a fight and play, etymology, a conjuries of obscure words, a lyceum of things unheard. Buteracious for those who grok is now a shibboleth for this show's block. And that's just B of our ABC eatery. A's an anagram, C's a calumny. Get to the end, now that's semblanity. See what's next, electriomancy. Now that's not how the word is said. I'm no Simon Pure to what is read. A high muck a muck, a useless caviler, a Mr. Brown to Mark Twain's traveler. Picture a picnic picaresque, sitting at a picnic picturesque. A presidia poria, eurythmia, euphoria, that's a lot to have digest. Kyle and Emily make do, though, even when it came to a lipo. No pop and jays on this show. It's a hoot like boobo boobo. But we do have a dark side. Max was septembrized. King Ubu spaghettified. Scrofula, the king's lie. Then those fucking fishwives. But relax and breathe. Think of a smaragdon sea. These words. They come to you, autoskidiastically. There's choir incunable afflatus tantivy. Pages and books all divinely come quickly. Tellurian caravanserai. That's just earth to passersby. And sushi's not sushi without some homophagy. 5252, that's a scorigamy. Crazy pants, wait for me to say it. Grognards won't let me play it. Three quarks from Mustard Mark, though, and I may just wash away it. Cause I'm ingordigious for the words that BMP brings me through the squint of Spotify as the host softly sing me old words that are new, nonce words that are few. Listen every week and you'll see too that it's Hapax Agamemnon, the year long phenomenon, butter no parsnips, praise the lexiconicon. <gasps> Oh my gosh. Seth, I was trying to stay silent because I didn't want to mess up your rhythm, but I was freaking out through that whole poem. Oh my gosh. Seth. Ugh. Seth, how could you think that wasn't good? <laughs> You're a regular Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, that was like 90s rap, and you know? Oh, it yeah. Was, uh, it was so good. <laughs> it was really good, Seth. <laughs> it was beautiful. Wow. Oh, man. So good. Oh, oh, yeah, really. Like I, incredible seth wow yeah I, i'm really glad you liked it i loved every word of that so much <laughs> what what brought you to that format seth i wrote the first four lines 
which was a Pax Agamemnon, year-long phenomenon, butternote, parsnips, pip, pip, and on and on. And I was like, wow, I have no choice. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely not. Once you get started there, it's the ending of a Will Smith movie. (laughs) (laughs) You got to wrap it out, you know? Uh, but it's really fantastic. Uh, yes, and one of the things in that poem, which you'll remember, is uh, the "Get Them Together." A wordy queen cunts. What was it? Our guests. Yeah, our guests. We've had so many good guests on this show in the past year. Like genuinely five, like incredible guests. Yeah, we really yeah, lucked so out every single time. Yeah, and yeah. like they showed us not only like what we could do as a podcast, but also truly like interesting perspectives into words like as a like a true testament of like what language can do and like where it can lead you from like one totally disparate field to another you know what i mean yeah yeah like how how have you how have you two felt about that i mean for me it's not even just what you said about leading between different fields of study and connecting them but how we've used uh, the discussion of language uh, as a bridge for human communication, have we've kind of just we've gained friends, <laughs> you know, yeah. through talking about language, and that to me is just super special. Yeah, we are constantly marveling at the fact that, like, wait, we just have like a little community of like word nerds over such a wide span of yeah of of culture it's sometimes things that like i don't think i'm going to be interested in and then i am fascinated by so interested yeah i want to make sure to to shout out to jess jess wasn't able to write us a poem but that's because jess literally has like a book coming out in two months yeah (laughs) Yeah. words from hell words from hell at useless etymology uh at jessiferis but like like you know she was our second guest after jackie jackie helped us like get our sea legs and like like once like we were handling jess it was just like whoa (laughs) (laughs) whoa there's a whole world (laughs) yeah but like she was so great because like when we had jackie on we kind of felt like okay this is an okay test run because like jackie's our friend and she won't hate us yeah but like she won't hate us this is a professional who does not know us from adam (laughs) but she was like so warm and lovely and such a great guest and so just nice yeah to hang with fun and knowledgeable yeah mike oh gosh mike (sighs) Mike at Tottenham's, uh, we want to make sure to give him a little bit of a congratulations as well. He got the paper that he was talking about, the the proposal to accept botanical Tottenham's accepted to the journal Taxon. That was officially accepted. And that is a really incredible, awesome thing. Yeah. Um, We are so excited for him. Yeah, and, and and for the world, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I, you know, we mentioned T and T, T and Arna, like both, like both of their fields, like just like between T, Arna, and Mike, it was just like <laughs> we can make it in the science world. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> crap, you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just like really like branched us out there, which was really great. On the subject of all of these fantastic guests, Kyle, I believe you have a poem at hand by one of these guests? Uh, Yes, I do, Emily. This comes from Mike Steffen, who we just spoke about, and you may remember from our Tottenham's episode. He's the page runner for at Tottenham's on Instagram, and he's written us quite the doozy, which (laughs) I have not yet looked at. (laughs) Cold read. So this is a cold read, but here is 
from Mike Steffen at Tottenham's. I do not like parsnips with butter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. I do not like parsnips with butter. Fine words like omophagy I shall not utter. Not with Moyers, not with Seth. I reject Kyle's shibboleth. I don't grok Cicerone's appeal. Just another word for coxcomb. What's the deal? Do we need two words that mean the same thing? Shall I continue with appery or begin caviling? It must be Big Dictionary creating these words just to sell us more ABCeries and choirs. Absurd. I propose we consolidate redundant words at once. We can start with Haypax legominance. The, ba- <laughs> <laughs> the Bahuvrihian approach will make language a breeze by simplifying conjuries of words with ease. Do we really need three words for loud or rough speech? Or can we just call it Majifo Billings Callum Nietzsche? <laughs> Other words are Ulipian for high muckamucks only, not for you or me or grognards that are lonely. I don't even know what most of these words mean. I had to look them up in my incunable from 1215. <laughs> Still, other words are needlessly long, like zemblanity, a word meaning wrong. The picnic tellurian with a caravanserai quark is just a stout man at a hotel who's a dork. (laughs) 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 So your squint is smaragdon? What do you mean? A hole in your church is emerald green. See how much easier this is to say without those long words all in the way? Other times the words are hard to digest, being ambiguous and Simon impure at best. (laughs) Take Popinjay and Pip. Together they tell of electriomancy or interpersonal hell. (laughs) There are words that mislead with how they appear. Septembrize is not linked to the month of the year. Buteratious is not a beauty to marry, but something to do with butter or dairy. Just an aside and to break the fourth wall, this poem is strange and I need to use all of the words from the podcast, but how do I say things like quincunx, scrofula, and soigné? <laughs> Perhaps in this stanza I can rush tan tivy and autoskediastically just chivy a few of these words from their lexical Jeroboam. Okay, enough of that. Now back to the poem. <laughs> the worst are the words that try to be clever, like spaghettification, which means stretching forever. Knock, knock. Who is there? Say Tottenham's folk. Except that for them, that's the end of the joke. (laughs) 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 Knock, knock. You see, it's there. Yeah, it's it's too. I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got it. Oh, and we caught him. We didn't get it for a while. Absolutely not. (laughs) Didn't get it. (laughs) Um. These picaresque words have a tiresome status. Not one of them comes from a godly afflatus. Apricity means warm winter sun. It anagrams into icy tapir. Wow, how fun. <laughs> <laughs> At last we have words about words themselves. Logology and legomachy belong on the shelves of a dusty old lyceum for Aristotelian scholars. In gordigious for knowledge, but not shot callers. <laughs> <laughs> I do not like parsnips with butter. Fine words like scorigami make me shudder. Wayward and eurythmic though they may be, these words, these words are not for me. <laughs>
So good. Beautiful, Mike. So good. Incredible. So really, good. Really good. And with a lovely drawing. Yes. For so, those of you at home, I, I mean, I'm sure we'll share this picture. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but it is a uh, what appears to be some sort of Susian bird. It's a poppin' jay. A Susian poppin' jay. <laughs> a part of an electromantic ritual uh, bedazzled with pips. Yes. <laughs> but my favorite thing about it is that it appears to have been drawn on a napkin. Yes. <laughs> 1,000%. <laughs> Which means he just did it so casually I, in the middle of I lunch. <laughs> really like to imagine he was in the middle of a huge case that had massive repercussions. Like he's in court. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's so good mike thank you so much so good mike i love that poem god i love it i love this little poppin jay (laughs) i loved every bit of that i love that we have we're we're just gonna have a like a like a collection of poems that we can publish i'm I'm saying i think maybe like a little chat book yeah, it's like our own. Uh, and then we can put a book curse at the end of soup it. for the soul. <laughs> then we can put a bu- <laughs> a That's book right, curse. Emily. Then we can put a book curse She's at the end of it. So cheerful about That's it. That's what it needs. <laughs> Yay! Uh, yeah, I'm just stalling because I I don't want to follow that up. It's your time now. It is. Emily, it to is. Shine. I'm going to read my poem now. And mine, I I didn't have a title for it either, but I'm going to hastily title it now. Puck the Pickaroon. <gasps> oh no, this is like Tiny Tim from Turnip Town. And Teeny Ted. No, it was Tiny Tim. No, it was no, Teeny it Ted. <laughs> we just said Tiny Tim. <laughs> Everybody go listen to our Patreon episode on Epic Nims. Is that the Epic Nims episode? Yeah, it was the yeah, Epic yeah, Nims so. one, yeah. Go listen to that. And now, Emily, you've had enough time. All right, all right, all right, all right. This is this is Puck the Picaroon, and it should be stated that these five stances are arranged quincuncially, and that's how I got that word in. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> okay, what else can you reveal to us before you read the poem? <laughs> they were also made with the. They were written with the blood of a fishwife. So, <laughs> and there's a book curse at the end. Yay! <laughs> Yay! All right. Ready? Yes. Ready. Ahem. Oh. There once was a young rascal named Puck, who pippiently professed himself a high muckamuck. Unmistakably immature, no one thought him Simon Pure. His (gasps) Abdarian laughter revealed him a schmuck. Ah. (laughs) Puck's lyceum days were quickly done. 11 plus 2 equals 12 plus 1, the low life would orate between conjuries of Billingsgate, filling his abecedary with logomachies just for fun. Puck tried to play a Cicerone for the pay, showing the sights to some soigné popinjay. Ten Timmy, he cried, eyes a squint, coin a spied, but his ingordigiousness gave him away. I'll choir a fake incunable, thought he. The old grognards will pay thousands, I'll be carefree. Alas, aporetic indecision and lack of eurythmic vision made a counterfeit of poor quality. Perhaps he could earn a butyracious buck serving food at an omophagist's potluck. But as Puck <laughs> rudely caviled, his host's patience unraveled the zemblanitous fate of that rascal named Puck. Incredible, oh Emily. <laughs> oh my goodness. I love I, the, the limerick format was such a good way to go. <laughs> Emily loves I have fun limericks. Doing, I have fun doing limericks. Emily, Emily loves limericks. I do. Puck yes, and that whole story, I think qualifies as a picaresque because it follows all the 
characteristics of a picaresque. Is Puck a boy? What? What is Puck? It's it's a it's a boy in the poem. It's like like no, but like it's like but like a human boy in my head, yeah. But okay. it doesn't have it's, to be, I guess. Uh, no, no, I, I guess it should be a, an, an animal. Oh, I was thinking a cup of pudding. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the story was a picaresque, and it was shaped like a quincunx, and 11 plus 2 and 12 plus 1 are anagrams, and I got low life in there. That's a bahu. 11 plus 2 and 12 plus 1 are anagrams for what? For each other. Oh, the numbers are... Oh, 11 gotcha, plus gotcha. 2 written 11. out is an anagram of 12 plus 1 written out. Wait, we in words? In words. Wow. That's crazy, everybody. <laughs> everybody, you're getting this for the first time. That is this incredible. is the first we've ever heard of this. This is breaking <laughs> we'll now. Give you more as this story develops. <laughs> <laughs> I do, that's crazy. That's so much fun. Emily, that's really good. I'm so, so glad we're all poets and we didn't know it. <gasps> Kyle's a I knew Kyle poet. was a poet. Really? So that was uh, wrong, Kyle, when you said that back there. <laughs> yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> I did have that sonnet phase back in the 1500s. <laughs> All right. Well, well, with that, there's really only one thing left to do, which is a pillar of this podcast that I don't think can be highlighted enough, which is the game segment. This is a game I call... Mind egg. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Which your call means mind day or day of remembrance. And so the heart of this game is simple. I'm going to ask you what are essentially trivia questions about things that have been introduced to the world within the time that Butter No Parsnips has been on the air. Ooh. Oh. Does that sound good? Yes. yes. Okay. In March of 2023, The Light Podcast debuted on Audible. It's based on a book written by the host titled The Light We Carry and has featured guests from Conan O'Brien to Oprah Winfrey. Who is the host? Wow. Y'all should be ashamed. Is this <laughs> the past year? Mm-hmm. I feel like, is it a singular host? Mm-hmm. I really hope I'm not wrong, but I feel like it's <laughs> I mean, Michelle Obama. You got that's it. Where I was, that's Thank what God. I was going to say. It was oh, either you Michelle got it. Or nice. Barack. Cool. Yeah, terrific. So yeah, it's based on based on the light we carry, which uh, I believe came out last year. Next next up, this song released April 7th, 2023, reached 56 on the Billboard Hot 100, making it the artist's first solo single to chart. A surprising feat for a song only 1 minute and 35 seconds long. What? Um, it's that rap, my money don't jiggle jiggle it folds, right? Uh, thank you for your confidence, but no. <laughs> Can we evict Kyle from the podcast? <laughs> Kyle was evicted like three years ago yeah. from the podcast. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast episode without it. A minute long? A minute 35 seconds, Emily. That's important. What the hell song can that be? Um, okay, let's see. Who was who was famous this past year? <laughs> Um, yeah, there was only like three or four people, uh, so we should be able yeah. to narrow this down pretty easily. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't I, know if I, I, I can know this one at all. I don't think I know either, yeah. All right. The answer was Peaches by Jack Black. Oh, my God. Black uh, is officially credited as Bowser for the song. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you feel like, like a real dope. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
All right. All right. Next up. Joining the ghoulish gang of breakfast cereal monsters, which includes Count Chocula, Booberry, and Fruit Brute, this undead DJ cousin of Frankenberry was announced in June of 2023. Kyle better know this because he buys every dumb cereal that goes on the shelves. No, they added a new one. I'm going crazy. It's, I, I mean, the only one you didn't mention there is, I thought it was an old one, though. There's a, a mummy guy. His name's like Fruity Tootie Mummy. Yeah, yeah, Fruity Yummy Mummy. But Fruity Yummy Mummy was discontinued uh, years ago. Uh, wow, they introduced a DJ, a zombie DJ. How have I not eaten the cereal? I want it now. <laughs> There's a pretty valid reason for why you haven't eaten it. It's only sold in... Zemblin, Zemblain. The undead DJ cousin of Frankenberry was announced in June of 2020. Oh, it hasn't come out yet. Oh, uh, so I've got something to look forward so to. Kyle's, Kyle, so we Kyle would only know this if we've been trolling the okay, serial news. So I'm gonna guess that it's. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, you, based on like the structure of these names, you might be able to get it. But I'll give you uh, one but, single uh, guess. I'm, I am trying to think if it's a zombie. What kind of food would it be? undead skeleton maybe it's skele- skeleton sours <laughs> sour cereal <laughs> yum no it is carmella creeper carmella creeper the cereal doesn't seem to be available yet but a new monster mash called monster mash remixed is going to be released coinciding the release of carmella creeper because uh, monster the mash is just all of them together yep. right yep 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 all right, your last I'm question. I'm excited for that. So far, I think only only Emily has a point. <laughs> <laughs> I like this scenario. Developed by OpenAI and initially released in November of 2022, this LLM was absolutely... Not fair. You have to wait till the questions finish and this, buzz in. This LLM was absolutely no help in writing this question. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, Hilarious. I tried to get it to write the question because I thought that would be novel. And this is what it came up with. What innovative language model developed by OpenAI is based on the GPT 3.5 architecture and goes by the name that combines the words chat and GPT? So funny. (laughs) Thanks, AI. Yeah, thanks, AI, for helping me get an easy second point and squashing Kyle into the dust. Ah, And now, as we celebrate Emily's victory... As we always do at the end of every episode. (laughs) And we close out this anniversary episode. I wanted to read this last poem, which was submitted by Stephen I, one of our patrons on Patreon. You cannot see them, hosts Emily and Kyle. My fave Lyceum. (gasps) Oh, wow. Would it be you cannot see them? So that it rhymes with Lyceum? I don't, I, I mean, maybe. I don't know if he was going for the rhyme. Oh, that's fair. Haikus don't got a rhyme. Well, that was wonderful. Thanks, Dad. I love it. And uh, this is as good a moment as any to thank all of our loyal patrons on Patreon. We say it at the end of every episode, but I think it especially rings true as we reach this milestone. Um, you really do help us make what we make from our podcasts to our TikToks to the word of the day posts. Your support truly means everything. Thank you. So uh, an absolutely massive thank you to Steve and I, Fran, Jessica M, Lori M, Pensive Primate, Rob R, 
Day D, Heather B, and Monica of Top Music. For only $5, they are all getting access to our exclusive podcast, Buttered Parsnips, our afterthoughts posts, our behind-the-scenes updates, and all sorts of uh, miscellaneous stuff. And we hope that by next year, we can be saying your name. So head on over to patreon.com slash butternoparsnips to make that happen. And if you can't send us any monetary support, just get our name out there. Leave us a five-star rating and review. Tell your friends and family about us. Right now, this is a part, part, part-time gig for all three of us, and mm-hmm. we are running the whole show. So even just word-of-mouth support can mean the world to us. Yes. And with that, I've been Emily Moyers. I've been Kyle Imperator. And I've been Seth Glicksman. And this has been a year of Butter No Parsnips. Party poppers! Uh-huh. Bang, 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 you two fireworks. both screamed in the same pitch, and it was very jarring. <laughs> We're like a Sims game. Dag, dag! Dag, 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 dag. Whoa!